neighbor, shake your neighbor's hand and tell them what? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Go ahead. Shake your neighbor's hand and tell them. What are you going to tell them? your neighbor 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 watch your words all right yesterday we had a wonderful service here most of you guys were missing you missed out our youth department and the choir together they put up a very good play and uh, songs and worship we heard a wonderful word about Christmas last night. So this morning, we are not going to repeat it. All right? What you missed, you missed. Tell your neighbor what you missed, you missed. Yeah, that's done. It's gone. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right, let's turn to God's word. Proverbs 18, verse 21. Proverbs 18.21. Somebody read it out for us. Amen. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. My Father, we are grateful to you this morning. We thank you for Jesus, our Savior who has abolished death, won over death, hallelujah, and imparted within us life eternal. We thank you, Father. This morning, as we meditate in God's word, speak to us in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Please be seated. So we continue on the theme that we are talking about. And one of the things that we said was, as we enter into the new year, we want to be people who are armed with the right words entering into a new year with a new right mindset as what God wants us to do. Praise the Lord. Praise God. So we've been talking about from the theme. What's the theme? Watch your words. So we were talking about different things. And last time we talked about what? Anybody remember? Any one thing. We talked about many things. We talked about gossip, right? And behold, from Monday onwards, I started getting calls. And every call that I got had a disclaimer to it. You know what the disclaimer was? Pastor, I'm not calling to gossip, but there is something that I need to say. As usual, I said I'm always open to hearing I always encourage people to talk, and I like to listen, all right? So I got a lot of prayer requests. Normally, that's how it comes. Um, and we were blessed by it. Now, four ministers were coming after a big conference, and they were all dramatically touched by the ministry in the conference. And they were flying back home on the flight, all four of them from the same city, they started talking how the conference was a blessing and how their lives were touched. One said, 
there is a big change in me. I want to confess and I want to get rid of something that was bothering me and something that had a strong hold in my life. And so the other three said, what is it? He said, no, I don't want to share it. You know, he says, go ahead, go ahead, we'll pray for you. So the one, you know, this ministry shared, you know, I have this habit of uh, playing lotto, you know, and I'm addicted to gambling. I can't, I always get this dream about winning it big and I never made it, but I'm addicted to it. So the other three ministers got together and right there on the aircraft, they laid their hands on this man and prayed over him and rebuked that spirit of gambling in him. So when the others saw, wow, they said, this is good. So the other one said, I also have a problem. They said, what is it? Let's pray for it. So the other guy said, the other minister said, I have this problem of lying. You know, I lie all the time. So the other three laid their hands on him and prayed and rebuked that spirit of lying in him. And that was good. So the third one said, wow, this sounds good. You know, I also have an issue. So the, they asked, what is it? Well, I have this habit of putting my hands into this poor box that we have. People put money in it. And, you know, I have that Judas syndrome. You know, I help myself to the, to the money bag. Oh, man, the other three were grieved and they prayed over him and rebuked that spirit in him. So now it was the fourth one's turn and the fourth one was just sitting there not saying anything. So the other three kind of, you know, started prompting him. He says, what's the problem? Why you, don't you have a problem? Yes, but I don't want to share it with you guys. Come on, come on. You know, we'll pray for you. So the fourth one said, well, you know, if I tell it, you guys will be upset. He said, no, no, no. We'll pray for you. Go ahead. Tell us what the problem is. So the fourth one said, I have this big problem, you know. I cannot stop gossiping, and I can hardly get off this plane to share with everybody what I heard about you guys. <laughs> Why do I say this? Well, be careful who, what you say to, all right? You have to be very careful what you say to who. Now, God wants us to be people who are transformed. We are who? We are people who are transformed. We are people who are changed. We are people who are changed. See, Jesus came into this world to give us hope, give us new lease to life. And if any man is in Christ, the Bible says, all things have become new. What? It's a new creation and all things have become New. So there is this newness of life that God wants us to walk in. And that newness should be reflected in every arenas of our lives. But unfortunately, quite often, everything else gets crucified except our tongue. Except our tongue. And we, since all, quite often, we do not use the right Words. In other words, we allow ourselves to speak words instead of blessing others, instead of blessing ourselves, instead of blessing the people that we love, we end up using words that brings destruction and chaos in their lives. And the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Listen, God wants you to eat the fruit of what? Of life. God wants you to eat the fruit 
of blessing. What you speak with your mouth, it has the power to impact, to influence, to change lives and destinies. And what you speak is what you love. Some people, they speak life. Some people, they speak blessing. Some people, they use words of encouragement. And the scripture says, whatever you are speaking, you will eat the fruit of it. Because you love speaking those things. And there is a rebound. And there is a return. And you will be filled with that fruit. So we want to be people as a church, as a family, as individuals. As we enter into a new year, we want to speak words that will produce life that will produce blessings that will produce encouragement in people around us and in our own lives now the bible clearly tells us that there is power in that tongue and james talks about it and last week we talked about the disproportionate power the tongue has even though it is a small two ounce muscular organ that we have it has the power to create chaos at the same time it has creative power and the bible james talks about that tongue is untamable he says that it's unruly but today we want to bring your attention to the diabolically opposed feature or the ability that the tongue has as james puts it and i want you to bring put it up on the screen james chapter 3 i believe it's verses 8 onwards i'm going to read it out with, the, with it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the, in the image of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or grapevine bear figs? Thus, no spring yields both cold water and fresh water. Look, here, James is talking about a unique, unnatural ability of the tongue. He brings in various arguments and he says, listen, you look into the nature, you look at a tree, it, it cannot produce two kinds of fruits. It cannot produce fig and grape wine. He says, look into any spring. It cannot produce fresh water and salt water at the same time from the same opening. Now, that's the natural law. But when it comes to the tongue, James is saying the tongue is unnatural. It's different. It is, so it is such a contrasting feature to it. That with the same mouth that we bless God, that we praise God, we tend to 
curse men. And James puts emphasis there. He says, we curse men who are made in the image of God itself. Look at this. The tongue has the power to speak life, to bring creative power and life in the lives of people. With the same tongue, there is the tongue can be used to curse people. And quite often, people just overlook the impact of the words that we speak over our relationships, that we speak over our loved ones, that we speak over our marriage, that we speak over our children, that we speak over our spouses, that we speak over our finances, not knowing that those words can impact their lives and it can change their destiny. And therefore, James is saying that it should not be so. Be careful the way that you use your words, the words that come and proceed out of your mouth should bring forth healing and encouragement to people in their lives. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let me ask you, what kind of words do we use? In our homes, In our relationship with our dear ones. Sometimes old habits are hard to break. Unless we yield ourselves to the spirit of God. And the word of God. We cannot bring forth the kind of transformation. That God desires from us. God desires that we do not be confirmed to the patterns of the world, but be transformed by the renewal of the mind. The renewal of the mind ought to be an ongoing experience in our lives, which should affect our vocabulary, which should affect the faculties of our speech, which should affect the words that we speak. Because God wants us to be people who speak words of life into our own situations. Praise God. Quite often in the Western culture, people don't understand the, the, the impact or the effect of a curse. Curse is simply overlooked as something that's, that's, that's in the olden times. But words have the power. And every believer needs to know that you have the power to speak life. And God wants you to speak life into your situation, into your family, into your affairs. Even when the outlook is bleak, you trust in God and you speak the word of God, which is the word of life into your dead, dead, dead beaten situation so that the power of God and the grace of God is manifested in your lifeless, hopeless situation. Praise God. I don't understand why people would 
damn their own children, damn their own spouses, damn their own, own finances, you know, and, and speak down on their own loved ones. I don't understand why they do, but sometimes people do. As it is, we have so many challenges in, in our lives. Why speak and bring forth harm into your own situation? Number one. We have to become people who speak God's word, God's promises, and blessings on our dear ones. People don't understand the adverse effect of words. Number one, listen to this. When Words that are not edifying. Edifying means building up. Words that are not edifying is coming through your mouth. In other words, words instead of building up, words that will tear down is coming through your mouth. I want you to know it has an adverse effect on you. Whether you pronounce it on your loved ones, or pronounce it on people that you do not like, it has an adverse effect on you. I'm going to put up this words. I want everybody to look at this so that it would help you, aid you to reformat your words as you enter into a new year. Quite often we don't understand the adverse effect of the words that we release from our tongue. Read this, Psalm 109, verse 17 and 18. Put it up, my brothers. 109, 17 and 18. Yes. I want somebody to read this in Malayalam also so that we all understand this together. Mm. Yes. Okay, good. I'm going to read this out. Somebody wants to read it out in Malayalam? Read it out. Hmm. Listen, listen to this. This is talking about people that relentlessly releases words that tear down lives. These are principles that we need to know and abide by. In other words, when you continue in a habit, when you have a speech format that does nothing but tear people down, it has an adverse effect. When we are saying, we do not realize it, but the Bible says that, it says, as he loved cursing, so let it come to him. Oh my goodness. I think if people were to know the effect of the words that they pronounce, they would have been careful. But at least now, we ought to be careful. Read it. Please read it. Huh. Listen. In other words, instead of speaking blessing, when you speak any other words, it comes back to you. Read on. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. 
Listen, God's word is declaring that those who prefer speaking anything other than blessing and edifying words, it has an effect and it will come back to them. They will have more of the former than the latter words. When you spew out words that are not edifying, words that are not blessing, let me tell you, it is coming from where? It is coming out of your own system. And if bad stuff is coming out of your system, don't think that it's not going to touch you and it's not going to affect you. You cannot indulge in dirt. You cannot indulge in uncleanness and think that it is not going to affect you. If you're going to indulge in dirt, pretty soon that dirt is going to stick to you. If that's the case, what we speak with our mouth, we ought to be careful because it has the potential to touch our life and contaminate our lives and change the very course of our life and our destiny. Praise God. Now, there are people who speak ill about themselves. The other day I was, I was talking to someone and the person had nothing but bad to say about, about himself. Nothing good. Oh, I am this, I'm this, I'm this, I can't do this, I am not this. My goodness. And the more you say, the more you're enforcing your inability, your inefficiency, your ineffectiveness, you are just emphasizing. See, God does not want any of his children to speak in a way that would demean and belittle themselves. Because when God looks at you and me, he looks at you and me as precious, as valuable, you are so precious that Jesus came down and died on your behalf. And I want you to catch a glimpse of who you are from the heavenly perspective so that you change your mindset about yourself and arm yourself with the word that God speaks about you. God says that you are a chosen generation. God says you are a royal priesthood. God says you are a peculiar people. God says you are a treasured possession. God says you are my beloved. God says I love you. I love you with an everlasting love. When heaven pronounces such things about you, how dare you speak things that are contrary to what God has spoken about you. Dare you not speak anything about yourself, about your offspring, about your spouse, other than what God has spoken about you. Praise God. When God looked at Gideon, it was a chicken. God said what? Oh, mighty man of valor. Look what God can
can do to you, through you, through your family and speak that. God looked at Simon and said, Thou art Simon Peter. You are Simon. You are a wobbler. There is nothing steady about you. There is nothing stable about you. But let me tell you, you're going to be Peter. You're going to be a piece of rock. Praise God. Look at your children. And you speak what God sees in them. Praise God. Maybe right now you cannot see any hope, any glimmer of light in them. But I want to tell you, see through the lens of the Father and speak the word that will build them up. Praise God. So we don't want to become people who speak ill about ourselves and ill about the ones that we love. Let me move on. For that, we need to do something. What do we need to do? We need to discipline ourselves and ask God to give us the grace to control our tongue. When we have time, we'll go into that. Let's move on. But what about others who speak bad, who, who uses words that tear us down, who speak words that are curse upon our lives? As children of God, we need to know, one, the power of words. Number two, we need to know how to defend ourselves. And that is only available through the word of God. I want you to put up, uh, to put up that verse. Proverbs 26, 2. Yes. How do we defend against the words that are spoken against our life? Listen. As a, as a, like a fluttering sparrow and a darting swallow, an undeserved curse will not come to us. I want everybody in this church to memorize these words. Like a darting swallow, like a darting sparrow, like a, yes, like a fluttering sparrow and a darting swallow, an undeserved curse does not come to rest. Somebody read that in Malayalam, please. Hmm. An undeserved curse will not come to rest. What does that mean? What does that mean? Eh? Listen, what does that mean? There is two meanings to it. One, an undeserved curse will not come to rest. In other words, if you are clean, if you are clear, if you are righteous before God, no matter who speaks what against you, it will not come to rest. That's what it means. Did you get it? It will not come to rest. It will not. I'll give you an example from the Bible. Goliath. He cursed David in the name of his gods. Goliath cursed David in the name of his God. You know what David said? 
you come against me in the name of your God. I come against you what? In the name of the Lord of What happened? What happened? Nothing happened. Nothing happened because David was covered by the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. Praise God. Yehovah Namam Belamulla Goburam Nidiman Adileko Odi Sharanam Alangil Abayam Brabikinu. Praise God. You and I need to know that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. And as righteous people, we can take refuge in the name of the Lord. And no word that is spoken against us will rust on us like a fluttering sparrow and a darting swallow. An undeserved curse will not come to rust. That's the one side of it. I want you to look at the other side. Because I want you to have a balanced perspective here. The other side is, if an undeserved curse will not come to rust, what does the flip side say? A deserved curse What do we do? Listen You know your life I'm just telling this to help you out okay. You know your life very well You know your relationships You know your conduct You know your behavior You know your weakness you know your strength. And in your dealings, if you are offended, if you're hurt, if you're harmed, if you're maimed, if you put down someone and they speak a word against you, I want to tell you, unless you're covered by the blood of Jesus, it will come to rest. So what do we do? Is that a hopeless situation? No. It's not a hopeless situation. You and I as God's children, we are covered by the blood of Jesus. Things that we ought to confess, we ought to confess. Things that we ought to repent, we have to repent. Things that we ought to change, we have to change. We have to do it so that God's grace and favor will come upon us. Praise God. Let me move on. So no matter who utters what on you, as long as you are clear, clean, it's not going to rest on you. Now, the second verse I want you to read is Numbers 23, 8 and 9. Everyone knows this verse. Numbers 23, 8 and 9, the context is Balaam coming to, uh, Balaam coming to? Okay, read that. Hmm. 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 
Okay, there are a couple of things I want to tell here. Number one, how can, how shall I curse whom God has not cursed? How shall I denounce whom the Lord has not denounced? We need to know that no one can speak a word that will put us down, that will harm us or maim us if God's blessing is upon us. Praise God. Is God's blessing on us? Yes or no? The church looks as if they're like, oh my goodness. Oh my Lord, am I in trouble. What the Lord has pronounced, that the blessing that God has pronounced upon us, no one else can erase it. No one else can take it away. No one else can speak a word over it. Okay? For the word says, there is no sorcery against Jacob, nor any divination against Israel. In other words, no one can curse the person who has been blessed by God. I want you to look at something very important. Read that verse 9 again, sister. The next one, verse 10. From the top of the rocks, I see him. Hmm. From the top of the rocks I see him. From the hills I beheld him. I see a people living apart. Praise the Lord. Listen. There is power in the covering that comes from the Lord. There is power that comes from the favor that comes from the Lord. There is power that comes from being separated unto the Lord. Listen. We have been separated. Holy. Hagios. Separated. We are separated from the world. And we are separated unto the Lord. As long as we uphold that separation, no one can put an ill word upon you or your children. Who are we? We are a separated group of people. As children of God, we are separated unto God. What belongs to God, it is the responsibility of God to keep them, to shield them, to protect them from any harm that can come upon them. Praise God. I want you to memorize one more verse, Isaiah 54, 17. We all know this verse. Put it up, please, Isaiah 54, 17. Hmm. Isaiah 54, 17. Hmm. Hmm. 
Praise the Lord. Somebody read that in Malayalam also. നിനക്ക് വിരോധമായി ഉണ്ടാക്കുന്ന യാതൊരു ആയുധവും ഭരിക്കയില്ല വിരോധമായ ആയുധം ഉണ്ടാക്കുമോ ഉണ്ടാക്കും ശത്രു നിനക്കെതിരായിട്ട് വിരോധമായ ആയുധം ഉണ്ടാക്കും ഉണ്ടാക്കിയാലും അത് ഭരിക്കയില്ല നിനക്ക് വിരോധമായി എഴുന്നേക്കുന്ന എല്ലാ നാവിനെയും നീ ഇതെങ്ങനാ സാധിക്കുന്നത് വായിച്ചാട്ട് യെസ് ഹോസ്റ്റ് Look at that words. What is it that you and I have to do in there? Tell me. Look at that words. Tell me. What is it that you and I have to do? Believe? Huh? Know our heritage. Very good. This heritage is applicable for who? Aha. Uh-huh. So we have to do what? make sure that we are the servants of the lord oh that means i have to go and get my ordination boy is that what it means no that's not what we're talking about that's not what we're talking about if the lord considers you as his servant you can rub him back <laughs> if the lord considers you as a servant praise god regardless of what your designation is the bible says his righteousness will cover you praise god hallelujah praise god and there are a lot of christians who are worried about generational curses hmm? i want to tell you if you are saved your experience salvation through jesus christ you are a new creation as per as second corinthians 5:17 and i want to tell you romans 8:1 says there is therefore no condemnation to them those who are in in christ jesus praise god you and i are covered by the blood of jesus by the righteousness of christ we have a responsibility to live a life according to what paul says in romans 12:1 and 2 and nothing can touch our life praise god i'm going to close in the old testament in the old testament 
Jacob had 12 sons. You know what Jacob did when he was dying? He called all his children and he blessed them. Two of his sons, he gave them something very special. You know who it is? Anybody? Huh. Everybody he blessed to Simeon and Levi because of their behavior, because of their, of their action against the Shechemites. Jacob pronounced what? He pronounced blessing on everybody. He pronounced on these two guys what? Huh? He put a curse on them. The own father. Hello? Own, own father. Now, I don't know. I mean, that's a hopeless situation. Hopeless situation. And this, this Christmas morning, I want to present before you, regardless of what your hopeless situation is, Father placed a curse on Levi. God turned that curse into a blessing. Appan shabicha levye devam ashabate mati avandamel anagraham pagar. In the Pagal Kalam, Uribachel, Ninde Anubavate, Noki Kondani, Parege Arikum, Enikasheki Wage Lion Parembolum, Deva Vajanatel Kode, Nyanor Pekino, Christu Esu Muhandram, Namada Sagala Pabum Shabo, Avan Wahichadogonda, Nindamel Ari Yed Walker, Paranyalum. Praise God. Levi was cursed by his father. But because of his one act of righteousness, God turned that curse into blessing. And therefore I want to conclude here this morning by saying regardless of what your status is, regardless of what your designation is, regardless of who has spoken against you, regardless of what has been pronounced against you or your offspring, I want to tell you, you believe and you hold on to the pronouncing of heaven upon you and upon your children. Praise God. <laughs> Go home and read what Jacob says about Levi. <laughs> he pronounces the evil on him and says, you'll be scattered all over, all over Israel. You know what the Lord did? The Lord said, okay, I'll take that word. You still will have no inheritance. You will be scattered all over Israel. But I'm going to do something for you that I have not done for any other tribe. You will have me as an inheritance for you. Praise God. You know that handwriting that's written against you? That verdict that is written against you? That verdict that haunts you day and night? 
I want to tell you when God works on it and when he speaks over it there is no word that can be spoken against the word that God has spoken there is no word that can be spoken over the word that God has spoken you believe in what God has spoken about you praise God all up on your feet praise God Why did I share?